All right, here comes episode 150 of No Guitar Is Safe, the guitar show where guitar heroes plug in. And plugging in with us today is Austrian guitar phenomenon Alex Machacek. Love this guy. He's amazing. And today's Guitar Hang with Alex is brought to you by Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com. Guitar Player. Play better. Sound better. What's up, everybody? It's been a minute, I know, but wow, I got a nice round number for you here today. Episode 150 (laughs) with a killer guitar player, Alex Machacek, the Austrian genius. And I don't throw that word around lightly, but Alex is a really clever, brilliant jazz fusion hero. And if you don't believe me, just ask some of his fans, such as John McLaughlin. And wow, I wish you could ask the late, great Alan Holdsworth. But not only was he a fan of Alex's, they became friends. There was even kind of some mutual mentoring going on between them. We'll get into all that. Holdsworth definitely plays a role in this episode. And uh, it's funny, you know, just the other day, Friday morning, I finally did one of those things you got to do in L.A. if you like cars. My buddy Tommy Benson invited me to co-captain his orange Corvette. It's like a fully loaded 2022 Corvette with just 4,000 miles on it. You know, it's got the, it's the mid-engine or rear engine. I mean, it's basically an American Ferrari in many respects. And he let me drive it some of the way. And we're just blasting on that highway. (laughs) I got a couple of oh gods out of him. So that means I'm either a good driver or a terrible driver. I don't know what. But it was a real thrill to drive that thing. In the other car was Paul Rivera Jr. of Rivera Amps. He's got a few crazy cars. And this day he was driving his Aston Martin Vantage. And his passenger was Michael Fish Herring, great guitar player, plays lead for Christina Aguilera and other artists. And rumor has it that Fish actually let Paul Rivera turn off the traction control. So that car probably got even crazier up on the highway. And then you head to the top and there's just a million cars up there. Every kind of supercar you can imagine, Porsches, M3s, M5s, all kinds of crazy stuff up there. Lotuses, Lodi, how do you say it? Anyway, Lamborghinis, Civic Type Rs, saw at least one McLaren. I'm really not a car person, but I can identify a lot of them. Rumor has it that Jay Leno himself is often up there with cars. Also, Misha Mansour from Periphery and Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders, both of whom had great episodes on this podcast. So it is a riot up there. But anyway, in one of the many stories that Tommy Benson was telling me as we were driving up there, trading guitar stories, by the way, he represents this crazy fold-up guitar that fits in a small backpack, but you would not believe the contraption that folds it out. It's called the Ciaria Sender, I believe, a travel guitar. I'll post a video or something. But he was mentioning one night, you know, he was playing a jazz gig and lo and behold, right there in the front, Alan Holdsworth watching him play. I think it was like a restaurant or a club gig or something. But Holdsworth was there and he was super supportive afterwards and they all got to meet him and what a great story. And then, well, that kind of comes up in the uh, interview you're about to hear with Alex Mahacek. He was playing the potato and well, you're gonna hear all about it. Having one of the greatest guitar players of all time watching your every note. 
How do you handle that at the potato in a room full of guitar players watching a guitar player play? That's always a thing. But we're going to get into all kinds of cool stuff, including Alex's life story growing up in Austria, coming to L.A., playing with cool bands such as Eddie Jobson's UK or Brand X, and doing solo tours of his own music, like the one that's starting this week in Europe. How he gets some of his tones, and we're playing these cool-ass Strandberg guitars. And if you've checked them out, well, they're kind of small, and they have a body shape like an amoeba that's very ergonomic. And they're headless, you know, kind of headless wonder kind of guitar. And um, the back of the neck has like three angles on it. It's like flat edges, three different edges. It's not rounded. You'd think it would be such a crazy guitar to play, but they just fit so perfectly. It definitely makes a bold statement when you're standing on stage with one of those, but I still really want one, even just for my house. So comfortable, like that's the ultimate couch guitar. I'll tell you that, fantastic intonation. So anyway, got tons more podcasts coming for you. I'm really excited that Tascam and their Mixcast 4, which is great for podcasters, is gonna sponsor the next five episodes or so. It's a cool product I'll be trying out. In the meantime, we're gonna take the copter over the hill and head over to Alex's house where he's got a beautiful home studio. And we're gonna play some guitars and drink about eight espressos each. Thank you, Alex, that was awesome. I am still Jude Gold. Again, sorry for the delay on this episode, but I was on tour for two weeks, including a crazy boat ride on the Flower Power Tour, on the Flower Power Cruise with some cool bands in the Caribbean. You know, we uh, had two days to burn off in a Maho Beach where the planes come right over your head. It was it was a very fortuitous, hashtag blessed kind of event to be on those white sand beaches and stuff and do all these gigs down there and on the boat. So thank you to the Guitar Universe for allowing that to happen. But next up is just a few weekends for us, so I'll be able to crank out more shows for you. Thanks again for your support. Keep it alive to you, 95. Too cool. I'm hanging out with Alex Machacek, one of my favorite guitar players. I'm going to say genius. <laughs> Keep playing. He resents that remark, but you're going to find out, man. There's a reason why John McLaughlin, Sean Lane, Alan Holdsworth have all raved about Alex. And so we're going to go deep on some great guitar stuff here. Alex, welcome to the show. What you been playing lately? What I've been playing lately? What, what this was? <laughs> uh, this was called Disco Suite. Yeah, you're going to be playing that in Europe. I hope up so, yeah. If, if I actually practice a little bit more so I can actually play yeah. it properly. Yeah. Beautiful. That's from the latest album, Hashtag Awesome, of Fat, Fabulous Austrian Trio. Yeah, featuring on bass and drums... On bass, there is Raphael Preuschel. <laughs> Raphael Preuschel. And on drums, Herbert the Pervert Pirke. <laughs> Cold-blooded killers, as you've referred to them before, Anna. Yeah. yeah. They've well. gotten old. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're too slow now. <laughs> Welcome. Well, uh, thank you for having me. You know, there are those people who are really good at just firing up... Uh, you know those clinic guitar players, they can just, just burn like this, yeah? I'm not that guy. You don't think you're that guy. No, but I mean, I know I can... I know you. I can play, I can play something 
not for today's uh, standards, not anymore, but I used to be able to play something that was considered fast, right? <laughs> Uh, but only in a context, just me by myself. I don't even see the reason. And I, I, you know, I'm not well, this this kind of machine that kind of. Well, fires I think up. you're looking at yourself through a different lens. But if uh, any of us, we walk into a clinic and you just plug in and then solo, <laughs> and you just do yourself, it's mind-boggling. All your intervals and. Uh, okay, well then. Like if I were to play a, a, a groove underneath. I was no, I was just I wanted yeah yeah play a groove. Yeah. Hang on, well then I have to play distorted because of my picking. to see you play i'm not really giving you much to play over <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah these first of all these strandberg guitars you have these signature models that i haven't even have any have i'm i haven't even played your newest one you, you're letting me play this the earlier model it's plays like butter and i love the humbucker i'm going to the katana here yeah these are already you already have my, you already have my signature pickups michael franks uh wired them or or did them was kind yeah. of back and forth. I don't know anything about pickups, but I have ears. So, so we started out. Um, he did something, and then, then, then we met at Strandberg, and I played him the way I play. And then he listened, and then he came up with something else and something else. And yeah, and then at a certain point, I said, "Yeah, great." Yeah. And he was yeah. very happy because I think it was only the third rendition or something. He also did the Eric Johnson. I don't know, pickups a whole guitar, pickups at least. I said, how many did yeah. you have to do for him? And he gave <laughs> me an, an outrageous amount of, of number, <laughs> like a really high number. I believe it. Uh, but yeah. but to me, it's kind of like, for, for instance, the clean sound, I it's fat, yeah. but it's not too muddy. And this compressor is too... Oh yeah, you got the Keeley compressor there, the three knob. Yeah, but I already have a new weapon, which which I have to I have to rebuild my pedal. The Wampler Ego compressor, the oh, mini yeah. one. Everything has to be small nowadays. I know. And the good thing about that is it has a blend knob, and this one is missing that. Well, and you know, I'm using the Keeley mini compressor, which I don't think has a blend. You know, it's great though. It's a voice just right. I swear. I I, I didn't get a chance to try it. I, I I got this, and I'm really happy. And and this is still yeah. the, the old configuration on the pedal. Anyway, so. Kind of a fat sound, yeah. but you can still hear the notes. 
depending on your miking technique, Jude. Yeah. Let's see. No, I'm, I'm, or it's actually my miking technique. No, Is that two speakers there? No, it's one, but it's coming angled to the side. Okay. Should be good. Yeah. yeah. It's just a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so signature yeah. pickups. Um, and then this one, the shaping of the body is a little bit improved. So, so uh, yeah. what do you call that part of the guitar? The, I don't know, the upper bout underneath, underneath your strumming arm, the bout or whatever. I don't whatever know. it is. This is a little bit rounder. Yours has a little bit more of an edge. Yeah. Uh, they have new knobs. Kind of. Can, yeah. can you see that? Well, the knobs. Yeah, sure. Seems and it has a new... Um, neck heel here that's a little bit rounder. Yeah, the neck heel is really rounded it's, and comfortable. It didn't really bother me on the other one, to be honest, but, right. but they kind of upgraded everything. Seems like a semi-hollow tier or something. It is, yeah. uh, what do they call it? Uh, chambered. Chambered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it rocks, man. Yeah. This is called a A5 power chord, Alex. Is, is that right? I think I think <laughs> I, I think, what you I were think, playing I think when, I, you, when you were three years old. <laughs> no, I, 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 st I still remember it. Yeah, it's the best chord in the world, right? It is. It's a solid one. God, these guitars are just great. I mean, Strandberg. I mean, I I'm it. happy. I really have to say I'm very happy. And they have fan frets. Are you familiar with Ralph Novak? He was like maybe one of the first people who ever had like the fan frets going. No, in. no, yeah. I'm, I'm not. He sold me my first guitar. I used yeah. Harmony, you know, $90. My mom got it for me. Yeah. She knew him from work or something or... So we went to the guitar store and yeah, and he was he, he's famous for pioneering the fan frets like the Charlie Hunter use. Oh, oh, oh is he then? Oh, what what's his brand? The Nova Net? Novak. Novaks. Novaks. Yeah, 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 I saw the beautiful guitars. Yeah. yeah, I had one in my hands a uh, long time ago from some friend that collected guitars. Yeah. And he also gave me a nine-string guitar to play. He said, "Don't bend the highest string because it was an A string, the highest one." Said, don't, don't bend that. I, I don't bend string that strings that much. But nine right. strings, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, that's I like have to. That's it's like good. a new instrument then, to just, me. Just sticking your head in a grand piano and just yeah, playing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but the fan. But I have to say, the fan fret. You don't really notice it. Oh yeah, this Do is you? a light fan. No, I don't notice it at all, and I, I never play fan frets because I don't have any guitars. Seems uh, just more comfortable. If anything, it's more comfortable as it's designed. There are some chords where it's actually get the, where the fan makes it harder than if you bar something yeah. on the lowest strings. If you're in an upper register, I don't know. You just refinger it. So, for instance, this chord here. Yeah. Uh, well, right. I can't. I can't even play that in it regular matter, guitar. Yeah. Either, so. Now I'm. 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 I'm yeah. it here because that. That's. Yeah. There are a couple of those chords where it's a little bit more difficult. Am cool. I distorting or what? No, no. Hmm. Let's just do one more time. Let me hear your voice again. One, two, hey, yeah, yeah. Just say something loud for a Loud. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. But I never get that excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and then this is a beautiful room you have here. You built this on, like, a, maybe it was a garage, but... It I mean, was, it's a two-car garage, and I... It's fantastic. You've got the vaulted ceiling. I redid it, yeah. It's actually an artificial ceiling. The, the yeah. real roof is above that. Oh, wow. I had a little bit of help, uh, actually a lot of help, but, but, for the, yeah. but I also, you know, when you hire workers... They are really good at slowing the process down just yeah. a little bit every day. So I started working with them from day one. Yeah. 
Don't they charge extra? Stay on on schedule. Hmm? Don't they charge extra if you help them? (laughs) (laughs) They still try to charge you extra, and they 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 always find a way to charge you a little bit extra. But all in all, I'm happy. I have my room and and. no, it's killer. Got a big space. You got a drum set in here. Yep, I mean, it's, yep. it's not just like a little guitar like closet. Like it's, it's, yeah. You actually have a studio. And I have a window. You wouldn't yeah, believe it. a lot of light. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, and now I have also a lot of tools in my shed. And I, you know, I like the circular saw. Um, oh. <laughs> and a router. And I don't either. like guitar players having those kind of tools, but okay. Saber saws, all that. No, 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 no. I have all of that, yeah. No, nah, no, nah, Miter nah, saw. Nah. No, yeah. and that's easy. You can't can't do anything wrong. I wish I had a, a table saw, but that's next. So, all right, I'm gonna lay it down for you. Okay. Can you show me, like, I've read, you've told me about various exercises that you learned, like, maybe from Holdsworth, who, I would I would say you were friends with him. I was friends with him, That's yeah. It's fucking amazing. We, we got to get into that, but. Yeah. Like, you were telling me, it's like, some of them, like, you go, surprisingly difficult, you said, was going, never going more than three notes in a certain direction. Yeah, that's what I read in interviews. I, oh, I, yeah. I never got any <laughs> exercises from him. I can tell you an interesting yeah. story. He used to, we talked a lot on the phone because he wasn't in LA. He lived south, like uh, San Diego area or something. San Diego and and, and in, in between. And sometimes there was one time when he called me, Alex. Uh, I'm doing this workshop. I, I'm I'm gonna pay you. Show me how to teach. I don't know how to teach. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I said, Well, you don't have to pay me anything. First of all, uh, and then I said, Well, maybe a good idea is if I would ask you questions that those students will probably ask you and then you're kind of prepared and, and so I asked him uh, like the first question was hey I had to transcribe something of yours for the band UK where Eddie Jobson wanted me to play the original parts 
And in some of those parts in his solos, there were note groupings of five, like flurry, quintuplets, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just note groupings of five. Did you practice it? He goes, no. <laughs> that's <Done>. the answer. <laughs> Done. Okay, and I thought, okay, let's try another question. So, Alan, did you, did you practice lots of permutations? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and that was the extent of, of, of his information. That, and, and I wasn't even bugging him. I, actually, I did something that, that should have, was supposed to help him. But he was not really keen on, on, on sharing. You can also yeah. see it on, on, on the workshops when you go on YouTube. And it's kind of mysterious. Yeah. He keeps it mysterious. Well, show us some of the stuff that you learned from him, because I know that you started off with oh, classic yeah. rock and everything. But give, give me a, an insight as someone who's... Well, as far as I have, like Mike Stern lines, it's about as far as in deep as I go into the, the jazz world. I love Mike Stern, you know. He's oh, so I, melodic. I, hey, I was a huge he fan. He swings so hard. Absolutely. And, you know, I, the way that he plays, he can take, you know, any song and take it to the yeah. universe and back. Right, <sighs> Beautiful right. song. Keep going. No, well, this is, <laughs> this is like 30 years ago when I learned when is, that. That's, that album a- was... After all, after you, after something. Yeah, oh, that's where I... <laughs> That's where he does the blues line. That's the one line I remember for that song. I, I think he does it in pretty much in every solo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and he either does this like Charlie Parker line. Or I'm, I don't know. I'm sure he does that. I don't know. But um, So Beautiful, that album's produced by yeah, Hiram, I, I, Hiram I liked, Bullock. I liked Mike Stern a lot, and I liked Schofield, and I liked Matheny and everything. And then there was yeah. the point when I, I had a neighbor who... who who had money and he went to the record store often and one time he came home with a Alan Holdsworth album so he called me I went across the street and I listened to it and I that was the first time when I thought I do not know what's going on but I do like it which and album was that? Sand Lo- lots of synthax on it but yeah. al- also guitar playing but, but like real guitar, real guitar but also synthax and I just loved it and then I yeah. became a little bit addicted and and so there was that one book going around reaching for the uncommon chord. Yeah. I think it was called. And so then I, basically there are just his songs in there. His, his, and I learned some, some of these voicings. I don't know. Can I play one? It's so long ago. Uh, I don't even know. Right. Uh, home. Mm. Uh probably it's a long time ago yeah. so okay th- th- there was one part so I learned chords where I had no clue what these chords are where he came up with those it yeah. was basically just like learning a song and not understanding it but at least I got used to some of those and then there was also I think in one of those songs there's a solo line and I believe hey I might be completely mistaken but isn't right for maybe yeah maybe it's just... so that kind of opened up uh, that oh if you skip a string and another one you've got that yeah. get that huge sound I'm starting on D exactly and then you've got get that kind of B melodic minor right and then after a while I thought okay that's nice so what if I sequence that so I went just through scale. Yeah. 
So that kind of opens up a little bit when you come from, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and as you mentioned, the, in an interview I read, he had that rule, or he at least said it in the interview, that rule was uh, don't play more than three notes in one direction. Yeah. And I practiced it for a very short amount of time because you go crazy. But but yeah. it's, it's like, okay, so if I'm starting here, yeah, I can play now one up, two yeah. up in the same direction, three. Yeah. The next note has, has to be yeah. lower. Yeah. Each group of three has to. Well, uh, and you don't want it that sim It doesn't have to be yeah. three, but, but it should be kind of more right. up and down. What do we want to avoid? Best solo yeah. in the world. world. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that a solo? Or no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I mean, if that was a solo, it's no. kind of very predictable, right? Absolutely. Um, so I, I started well, practicing that a little bit. This is a famous melody that's just a scale. Yeah, I mean, there are exceptions where it actually works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and you've got rhythm in there, right? There is one, yeah, there's one little couple, couple of rhythms, right? Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, if I'm just randomly... I don't know. I mean, yeah. That's a start. It's funny, yeah, yeah you talk about Holdsworth and the Uncommon Chord. The one time I met him, he did a free concert at MI, mm -hmm. where we met each other, you and me. Yeah. And at the end, I was talking to him, and he, he had mentioned how much he just... And I put this clip of this little interview on an earlier show, but like how much he just hates this chord. Yeah. I think that's really the most common chord, just like what you just played on the scale is like probably the most common scale. Yeah. So yeah, he was battling against those kind of things. Yeah, kind of like, like what is everyone else doing? So let's not do that. Yeah. Just, I mean, but I think it's not so well known, but I mean, he had his phase before that where where he just played relatively speaking normal or normally yeah like in, in some i haven't heard it but but uh, people tell me he played in some cover or blues bands or whatever not blues blue i don't yeah, know whatever yeah. he did yeah i mean everyone has to start somewhere but at a certain yeah. point i'm sure he just made a decision and there is one saying from him like when he played something it was remotely bebop he stopped and he said avoid yeah there must be another solution to that yeah, yeah. absolutely and I admire that because, uh, like back in the day, you are on your by on your own. You know, there was no internet, nothing. You, you you have an idea. I want to sound differently, and everyone else probably going, "You're crazy, right? Why don't you play like?" You know? I don't know. He was a fan of yours. Was he in this room right here? That wasn't built at that time, but yeah. but he was here. Yeah, I mean, he was so <laughs> so sweet to me. You know, when, when, when one of your heroes calls you and, and gives you compliments, then, then obviously then, then you go, okay, it's yeah. time to die. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. But yeah. Uh, uh, well. <laughs> Not yet. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like he's the Jimi Hendrix of fusion, let's face it. You Pretty know? much, yeah. So that's, that's cool. And I think that you, I mean, you do your own thing, but you carry his torch too in a certain ways yeah. quite admirably. <laughs> and you, you do like, there's just great intervallic stuff too where you kind of like, Doing wide intervals in your solos, yeah. or which one is that? Maybe think a good morning. Good morning. The solo on there, beautiful tone. Oh, yeah. And then there's moments where you kind of have these wide melodic leaps.
just sent you the track. I haven't listened to it in a long yeah. time. But <laughs> uh, yeah, well, after a while, I, I think it's it's kind of um, I always uh, uh, compare it to cooking. Once you know a certain um, ingredient or yeah. spice, then you start doing more with it. And and yeah. wide intervals are appealing to me. That's why I play them. I uh, realize I don't do a ton of that, but could you show me a little bit of how you uh, do? Like, can oh, I that, play a groove for you? Or no, any, I, I can. I can. I can just, I give, give give one super short lesson that yeah, that, yeah. that you, you. For the record, Jude used to be my boss a long time ago. <laughs> At I mean, MI, kind of. At my, I, my supervisor, my yeah, yeah. moral supervisor. You didn't need any supervising. Anyway, <laughs> so at MI, for instance, there are many times those kids come in and they can play super fast scales, and some of yeah. them. Yeah? And then you realize, well, okay, you just learned the scale. I mean, not to put that facility down, not at all. Yeah. That's great if you can do that. But there is more. And... Maybe some even have a couple of licks or something. And the way I did it uh, with them to kind of open them up is I gave them string combinations that they can only play on. And I will do that with you now. Yeah. Um, so you can only play on the D, B, and E string. Which ones are those? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, <laughs> D, B, and E, okay. Yeah, that, that's all you can play now. And, and you pick a chord, A minor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the low, the low E, okay. A high E. You solo, yeah. Jude. Right, okay. You solo only on... If you touch any other string, uh, I always told the students, you will be electrocuted on the spot. <laughs> okay, good. So we're but talking about... was not allowed to do back then. Mm. Yeah, they've gotten even stricter, I imagine. Yeah, it's funny how the ideas, you know, you start, it forces you to in, immediately right there. I'm starting to, I don't know if I'm running out of ideas, but it's like I'm forced to kind of, okay, I just did that. What else can I do with this limitation? I, I think that sounded absolutely fucking great. So, so cool. yes, I am Thank a great you. teacher. Um, <laughs> that's how fast. <laughs> so that, that's one, one possibility to, to kind of limit yourself to a couple of strings and get used to that sound. And then when you're... Yeah. For instance, between the B uh, and D string, yeah? Yeah. so the fifth is easy, even the fourth, then you might play sixth, yeah. after all, seventh, uh, or in A minor. Yeah. So you get used to that sound. Yeah. Otherwise, if, if, we, if we don't know the sound, it's just kind of weird yeah. if we play it, right? Uh, for, because first that's dissonant, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I don't know. So that that that's yeah. kind of helpful. That's a great exercise. If you do that, what like three minutes every day, you kind of open yourself up. And then you take another string combination. I even made a string combination sheet for them, which can everyone can do by themselves because that's not right. rocket science. Yeah. So many permutations. Right. Yeah. And then <clears throat> okay, now we just played over uh, A minor, but then you played over songs with changes, and then and you will see. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. School, <laughs> back to school. Um, um. 
So one, two, three. Maybe even. Bullshit around, yeah. but by concentrating on 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 fulfilling that task, I'm not just running my two five one licks. There's yeah. those two that I have. Some exactly. Have more. So, <laughs> those two that you have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that's a Frank Gambale lick. In fact, it's beautiful. Well, I could still sweep. I anyway. Right. So yeah. that, that, that's an idea. And another idea that I also kind of stole from, or, or kind of got from Holdsworth, what I mentioned before was uh, once there is any idea, yeah. moving it through a scale. And then yeah. it's just a very short step moving any chord through a scale. So then yeah. I've got, I don't know, let's say, I have to decide on a, on a key, obviously. Mm. Let's say this is my chord now. And then... Yeah, that's beautiful. Right? Uh, what scale are you like in a major I mean, Dori, scale? I mean, or like in, Dorian, a, a Dorian. Gotcha. Because. Yeah. Because we're so funky. Yeah, because we're <laughs> funk, funk brothers over here. Um, yeah, and then you just move that, and, and each note goes to the yeah, next note. Exactly. Most and, people get to the triads and this is maybe the seven chords and move them up, and that's about it. But then you've got beautiful colors, and they are so uh, they're called intervallic structures then because they're yeah. not necessarily functional chords, all of them. Uh, example would be, which one? For instance, this one. It's in there, but it doesn't say anything. If I've got E, A, okay, that's the yeah. power chord, right? Yeah. I've got the 9 and the 11. Yeah, there's no major, third. Major, or... we don't know, yeah. yeah but no in the seven. context, mm, yeah. now I know it's minor. Mm. And then out of the blue, I kind of open up a new spice and go, oh, great, now I know what cilantro is. Yeah, <laughs> I know what exactly. it tastes like. Great, yeah. I can use that. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. I mean, And then and once you do that, then you start missing it somewhere else, right? And how many, any other spices you, that you can show? I know you have a million spices in your spice um, rack. but <laughs> um, Yeah, sure. Um, that, you know, like, that you might remember from your development or, or like chromatics or... You know, uh, chromatic half stuff or anything. Minor seconds. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Um, <laughs> l- let me let me think about. Well, I think that I think that I, oh, I, I can give you one. Uh, but the, the whole chromaticism, because I was also listening yeah. to Mike Stern, a lot. Of, kind of the song. Oh yeah, I know that uh, one. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, once once you start listening to that, it becomes very natural, right? 
And so I did that mostly by feel because there is also that bebop scale. Mm. I mean, I learned that in school, but but to me, that wasn't kind of like a, a scale that I should learn now seven fingerings for that because it was just like that a chromatic approach in there, right? Yeah. But I can give you something else. Once once you know that you can approach a note from below or from above or both. Yeah. So then I thought, okay, if I can do that, maybe I can do the same thing with a motif. So I came up with this motif. That's my motif. So like kind of an A minor kind of thing? Could be, yeah. Or it could be, right. And you're okay. doing that on two strings. Yes, yeah. And my, my goal is, because it's on the lowest two strings, then the fingering will be the same on the next two strings. This is yeah. where I want to go, right? Dang it. I blame the fan frets on that it's last note. Fan, it's the fan frets. <laughs> he played it perfectly. Okay, so then, then I thought, how about... So I just played the, the, the target motif a half step lower, the full one, and slid yeah. into the right one. I love that shit. Yeah, man. It's the same, very same thing. Yeah. It's always yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one idea. Do, 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 and then yeah. and then here backwards. Yeah. And then I figured out, hey, if I'm in A minor pentatonic, the same lick works from the note E. It's the same fingering. Yeah. So then I thought, okay, maybe I start with E flat. So the whole right. thing, all in all. It's beautiful. Isn't there something about force? I mean, there's definitely some force in there that are kind of hypnotic. I'm, I'm, I'm already right. hypnotized. Yeah. yeah you've been <laughs> but if you play yeah. now, if we know yeah. A minor pentatonic fits beautiful over an F major chord, please. Yeah. 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 Could work nicely or, or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's not limited. It's basically an A minor pentatonic where a couple of motifs are it's like yeah. the whole motif is the approach as opposed to because if I would just yeah. play the first note it would be this right yeah starting okay but and then yeah. after a while then you just keep playing with that that should keep you busy it doesn't yeah. have to be this motif it could yeah. be any motif well, tip of, yeah, a lot of people would start off with a... Exactly. Like where you're just taking a basic blues position and yes. you move that, get some outside sounds. But the extra ingredient that you have is you're reaching out of position with this kind of, you know, two-string shape. Yep. That kind of puts it in a whole extra flavor in, in itself. To and and if, if somebody plays what you just played, then I would, I would to make it less obvious, uh-huh. then I would just keep continuing... I would make sure that it's not and the, the uh, listener doesn't hear what we're doing. Right. That's kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like like the guitar is just going back and forth. Uh, <laughs> totally, right? literally. I don't know. It's the same idea, but but kind of. That's cool. I don't know what I did, but I, I just, I just, I just kept going diagonally. Yeah. 
So, so what I'm trying to do is I try to avoid something like... Yeah. Because that's clear, I'm just moving it. But... Maybe I right. would do something like that. Hey, and then you catch me somewhere playing and I do, the, I do exactly what I said yeah. I wouldn't do. So, I mean... Yeah, really, you catch... Go you down never the, know. Go down the baked potato and you're going... <laughs> hey, sometimes I, I, I play it. Yeah, look at that pickup, man. Love this fucking guitar, man. Um, uh, but I'm the worst blues player ever. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I doubt that, but... And then I have... Uh, I, I can show you another one uh, that, sure. that I found interesting. Um, so kind of intervallic structures, fourth chords. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, so... That sound so is that you? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm you still got it. your ears. Yeah, uh, a little. So let's say in C. So I'm also a fan of piano players. And what yeah. I like so much about them is that they have a left hand and they play solo lines with their right hand. And they yeah. justify whatever they play with their left hand, which is awesome. It's difficult for us. So let's say a piano yeah. player plays something. Let's say a piano player plays uh, something out. Yeah. Then he would probably put a chord under it, and and it doesn't sound that out. Is it, I mean, it's still out, yeah. but maybe. You can harmonize it. So then I started practicing <laughs> a piano player for the poor man. <laughs> uh, so this is my chord and. Yeah. And the first melody note. And uh a poor man's left hand, that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> and then I also figured out uh okay, so uh damn it. I was just looking for what yeah. can I do, yeah? So um, out the, yeah, if you're listening, you got just got a bar chord on the second fret. Kind of, but but the and your melody line is on the third string. That's it, yeah. And then and you just yeah. have to figure out those two exceptions from yeah. C and F. Really, the only thing underneath it is a fourth that's moving. Exactly, but but since the melody note, but you the also melody note can change the chord because that's the third note. Yeah. So. Out of the blue, I can almost pretend to be a little bit of a piano player. So, um, and that's the that yeah. simple idea. Then I figured out, hey, instead of playing the melody on the high note, I can also play it in, on the middle string. Yeah. something nice that's beautiful and then once yeah. i have those elements all it needs to kind of is kind of that's what holds with you to say juggling around those little things yeah juggling the notes around yeah that's cool that you're buddies with him too man um late late 
and yeah. by accident i didn't i didn't do anything for that i didn't stalk him or anything when i didn't know him i just went to his gigs and 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 and, and enjoyed them yeah. but i had a we had a mutual friend who from the east coast who came here asked me can i crash at your pad i said yeah sure because i'm going to alan's birthday party I said okay great you can come you actually should come and i said ah, i'm not sure so i did and i introduced myself i'm mark's designated driver because i didn't want to you know, in front of Alan, yeah. you, you don't mention that you're a guitar player, owner at best, right? <laughs> yeah, I own a couple guitars. I think I can identify a guitar. And then he was really sweet. <laughs> Somebody talked about me and said, oh, I didn't even know you were a guitar player. I said, nothing to talk about. And and then later on, kind of over the years, at some point, uh, he heard my music and, and then he called me and said, wow, this is great. And I thought, whoa, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> what a moment. It was a moment, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, give us some insights into the mysterious man that we lost too soon. What was your impression of him as a, as a dude, as a, another friend? Um, I think it was really curious. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so much, uh, so much to say about him and then so little because he was, it was like no one, no, no one else. Sometimes we had those super long phone conversations and then he played me some string quartets over the phone that he fell in love with with yeah and you know phone connection is not always the best and, and enjoying the string conversation uh the string quartet over the phone but but he just loved that so much and and he had i think he had just like that deep love for music and that, that that's what we all need because yeah that's what it is and and that was one funny thing i one one time we talked on the phone and 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 and, and i told him well i have to go now because i'm playing at the potato and he goes yeah okay so I come to the potato who's there, him, and I've never played in front of him. And, and of course, I, I shed my pants and, and, and told my band, hey, can you please be super nice and, and, and uh, support me uh, a little bit more because yeah. Alan is here. And Terry was playing drums. Terry goes, oh, Alan, he loves you. Fazio? Uh, yeah. No, he loves you and, and stuff. I said, well, just you imagine you're playing in front of Tony Williams because that was his idol or one of his idols. And, uh, well, the interesting thing is I do have, like, the, the, what I showed you, this. Yeah. So I made a vow to myself, I cannot play that because I stole <laughs> it from him. And I think there might be another thing that I, that I said I will not play. And it's so interesting when you play and your fingers want to go somewhere, but, yeah. but you told yourself, no, you can't do that. Uh, yeah. uh, and I survived, obviously, and he actually liked it. So. But that was very stressful. I have to yeah. say. And for those people who don't know Holdsworth, I mean, just check him out. And, 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 and some people might not like the music too much in the beginning because it's quite complicated yeah. music in a way. Give it a, give it a try. Give yeah. it a chance. Well, one thing I always love about him is regardless of whether you like, you know, wild out there fusion, he had tone. Like you oh, had a voice. You can, once you hear him, you'll never, you'll be able to identify him for the rest of your life the second you hear him because he like had one a of those, sound one of those few right? where he bends strings the way he set, sets his yeah. knobs you know the thing yeah. that he's looking for <laughs> no I'm absolutely amazing and then when he was here he, he said can I ask you something how did you do this or that and uh, I will not steal it and I said you can steal everything first of all I don't think I have anything that you want to steal because I stole so much from you And but that was his kind of thinking he just wanted to know how I did whatever I I think it was technical a technical issue or something and I just explained that, and he goes, "Ah, interesting." 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've talked to people like, you know, Schofield when Robin Ford was sitting at the table at the Yoshi's Jazz Club watching him play. Like, we all have those moments, but it's hard to imagine a more like self-conscious moment than having Holdsworth watch you play at the Baked Potato five feet away. Kind of. <laughs> I think you take the cake on that one, Alex. Yeah, that, that was, in fact, that, that was tough. <laughs> because you feel so little, you feel like, okay, I mean, I have nothing to offer. I don't know. That's, that can make that kind of feeling can make you self conscious, but I'm I'm sure you uh, played right through it. Uh, well, I, I did I, I did my <laughs> I tried to do my best. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it was just kind of su- such an innovator in reality. Because if you think yeah. about it, one, once he started playing like he was playing, nobody else was playing like that. That, that's kind of amazing. I mean, yes, there, there were uh, allegedly Oli Halsall or whoever, but we have to nowadays, we go on YouTube, Instagram, wherever, we, we have it everything at our fingertips, but back then you, you had nothing, yeah. right? Yeah, we have Could, like a billion two, videos and three two. of them are correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a little cynical. It's better than that. But yeah, there's all the information is out there if you know how to get through it and, and obsess over it. Um, Playing with UK now isn't Eddie Jobson? He's kind of finicky about some of those Holdsworth solos, right? From what I heard, I, my, my contract buddy, said I have to play the in the dead of the night solo, note for note. <laughs> it's in writing. Yeah, that was in writing. Yeah. <laughs> Could, well, how does that go? Show us a bit. You must have some pieces Man, of it left. Um, I don't. I don't remember it. I have. I, yeah. I, I would have to practice it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, last gig was two thousand. 14 so i think yeah. i am excused yeah we'll give you that eight year yeah. i i think i think <laughs> um i think back then there's some yeah in, in those in those runs you can already see that he's probably using the four note per string technique and oh, if you have if you have good sized hands that's this great i don't yeah so i always had to cheat a little bit around but now you're really catching me Uh, whatever (laughs) god damn it i don't know um yeah i had to transcribe that transcribe that and 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 then it's interesting one thing is playing it along with the record i think many people can do that but then if you have to deliver it yourself if you're like live with the guys that's yeah. that's the next level i'm sure you know that yeah. when you when you have to learn something iconic that everyone knows in the audience you can't fuck that up right it's a little that was tough yeah you, you got to practice it a bunch without the record beforehand yeah. too yeah absolutely yeah so um let's talk a bit about improvisation now i assume that a song like there's a new sheriff in town is and the, the album says live. Well, I think it's improvision. It, it, improvision. It, it was the word game from a friend of mine. But it's how much of a song like that, and let's hear a bit of it. I'll fly some in. Yeah. Is is spontaneous and okay. Improvised. I, I, can, I can tell you the story about that. Shuvik, the boss from the record label, yeah, yeah. kind of abstract said, logics. abstract logics. Uh, he had this idea of Jeff Seip, Matt Garrison, and me going to a studio and just playing. 
which we did, and the studio was kind of... For three hours, he added. Just three hours. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, it was the net playing time wasn't much longer because we came into that studio and that studio didn't work the, the way it was supposed to. Luckily, a friend of mine who is a sound engineer actually took over. And so, so we had... Technically, we had one and a half days. Practically, we had less than a day. So all we did, we were just jamming a lot. And whenever I felt like, okay, I have enough material to make something out of that, then I said, okay, next mood or whatever, groove ideas. There's one song on, on the last song on the album, for instance, is I said, Matt, you say the, I say the first chord, you say the second chord. Then you, I say the third chord, fourth chord. And that's the song, basically. We, we just came up with little concepts of how can we keep it spicy. Yeah. Then I took all of that and then I wrote that had like I wrote that on top of it of what I had. So that's a new sheriff in town. So for instance, that Shre uh, that, that chugga riff, mm -hmm. that's what Matt actually plays on the bass. I just transcribed it, doubled it. Yeah, that's your one speed metal moment that I've heard. And my first <laughs> and last, right? <laughs> And then it ends in this beautiful dreamscape kind of because sound. Because it fizzled out, the jam fizzled out. And of course I cut a little bit here and there, but, but the bass is all original. I love it. And drums and bass are original, maybe not in that sequence. Maybe I, you know, I might have shortened it here and there. Yeah. But other than that, and then I just came up with those lines, I can't play that song anymore. It's, it's all, that was 2006 yeah, or yeah. seven, so. Yeah, I can't play it either. Yeah, okay, that's great. Good. <laughs> Tell me though, if we can we get just the quick adventurous life of Alex Makacek? That is how you say your name, right? Makacek. Alex Makacek. Makacek. Yeah, okay. The CH sound. You don't have that. Makacek. Very good. Justin Randy did it pretty well on the on your what song was that? That was uh, <laughs> the last song of the last record with with Fat. Yeah. With finally. Oh, finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's Justin. <laughs> um, He's the. You know, baked he runs I, a baked potato. I, I, I usually put some 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 shit on my records because I don't take I do take music very seriously, but yeah. then I'll, I also do believe that humor does belong belong oh, yeah. to music and and you know sometimes have, yeah. having that little wake up thing that, that's happening yeah where you yeah. didn't you didn't expect it then that might it's my little humoristic contribution. <laughs> so tell me like if you can yeah like let's I want to try to get without reliving you know, every decade that of your life. But how did you guys come to Austria when you were a kid, right? I was born in, okay, I'll make it really short. I was born yeah. in Austria, outside of Vienna. And then at the age of six or seven, I, we moved to Vienna. So I was, it was a little village where I was living. I wanted already to, to learn an instrument back then. We had a like, like super cheapo guitar at home and, and, and I thought it might be nice to learn it. Teach, the local teacher there said, no, you can't do that. Uh, you're too young or whatever. So then I, we came to Vienna and there they have those state music schools, afternoon programs where you have to do a little audition, meaning you prove that you're not tone deaf uh, because right. you can't play anything yet, but they, they clap your rhythm. Can you repeat the rhythm, sing yeah. you a note? And can you sing that note? Is this note higher or lower? That was the audition. So not, not super fancy, yeah. but kind of to make sure. Yeah. And then I learned classical guitar because that's what they had. This wasn't my wish. And I did this for six years and I really sucked. But in that time, I already, you know, started to find out what I actually wanted. And, and so, of course, there was some hard rock, like Deep Purple I liked. 
But yeah. because, probably because of classical guitar, I, I started listening to Dire Straits. Really? Mark Knopfler uh, playing without a pick. You know, I could relate as a classical guitar yeah. player. Uh, I don't know. I wanna, yeah, one of the most beautiful rock guitar solos in there. Yeah, yeah, he really makes it sing on that one. Yeah, so absolutely. That's... Yeah, so that was great. Um, after a while, then the ne next next super important step in because I, w I will really make it short was a friend of mine came up. So yes, rock of course. Uh, Iron Maiden I liked. A friend of mine. Yeah. Gave me Iron Maiden to listen to. Were you going to. to concerts and everything and arena I shows? I no, I was too small. I was like, like, like 12, 13. Yeah, that's when I started going to shows. Yeah, but they weren't coming to Vienna. <laughs> really? The only incredible classical music was every day. It was there's a great classical concert, I'm sure. Another. <laughs> no, more than one, yeah. Yeah. But then later, ne next influence, um, Level 42. Ah, First yeah. record was kind of a fusion record. And what I really liked about that was the snare sound, kind of, you know, away from that fat rock snare, and kind of more of a high-pitched. And one of the greatest pop bass lines of all time. Of course, that too. What is that song? What key is it in? Do, 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 you mean the... Lessons of love you're playing, right? Mm. And there's something about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bass, man. <laughs> no, absolutely the bass as well. I gotta show, I'm gonna check out the snare on that. First on one, stuff. it's called Early Tapes. So, yeah. Okay, great. So I knew that. And that was already a little bit of the transition to kind of more musicians' music. Then, uh, as I mentioned later on, uh, Mike Stern, the first yeah. two solo records, Schofield. I had two Schofield albums that I loved so much, um, Blue Matter and Still Warm. Loved those. Were your parents musicians? Are they no, musicians? No, 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 no. Yeah. They My mom, for instance, when I, you know, they always ask me for a record when I make a record. Can, can we also have a copy? And then one, one time my mom goes, we will listen to your record. We made it to track five. <laughs> and I go, well, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you want the record? You, you, she can't stand that. We that really kind of like this one. We made it halfway through. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah. It's only semi-insulting. <laughs> no, 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 no musicians yeah. there. So, and then, and then I went to, and then I had a deal with my mom because I didn't want to finish... Um, it's not high school, it's, it's gymnasium. So yeah. you have to do nine years of school or you do 12 years of school and then you're automatically eligible to go to university. I did 10 years of school because I quit school because I um, passed the audition at the conservatory. And that was the deal. If I go to the conservatory, I don't have to finish that school. So I studied relatively early. Right. Were jazz. your parents academics too? or No. I, mean, I picture the Vienna Conservatory being like, you know, the, uh, the, great, the jazz department of the Vienna Conservatory was probably twice the size of this room. Well, I went to UC Berkeley in California, not Boston. Yeah. Same diff, same thing. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's two like, or three rooms, and then later on, I mean, it's not yeah. the classical department, yes. Yeah. yeah. Jazz department, super small. And then, you know, I became a Joe Pass fan. Uh, yeah. Mm, 
one. Uh, it's one of his chord solos. Uh, uh, Misty, right? <laughs> I became a big Joe Pass fan. Everything is all this is so long ago. Yeah. Joe Pass, Fusion, uh, Conservatory, finished that, um, went to Italy, to Perugia, where Berkeley did those uh, summer workshops where you can win a scholarship. I scored one, went to Berkeley for a year, my first time in the United yeah. States, went back, and because I was so young, I, just, I didn't want to become like a functional member of society. I still kept studying because otherwise I would have to start paying taxes. So I did um, jazz education was, was like one of those things that you could do. Back in Vienna? Back in Vienna, also yeah. at the conservatory. Secondary instrument, uh, classical drums, really? snare drums, mallets, timpani. Uh, finished that and then and, and all the time there I was playing everything I, I, I got offered or, or whatever or I could get my hands on it was great it was a great uh, environment because what do we need to get better we need to play practicing is great but you need to play with people not with tracks tracks good but with people yes the best out there full contact yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> no <Right>. mouth guard <laughs> Just, okay. And then after a while, I was doing well. My wife and I thought, okay, it's time for a change. And then we moved here. That's a long story short. And you work with her too. Did you meet her, Sumitra? Sumitra in, in, in Austria, yeah. In Austria, yeah. cool. So we yeah. also still playing the duo occasionally. Oh, That's, by the way, it's great for every guitar player to just accompany. That's good work, I know. It's super <laughs> important. Yeah, my girlfriend is a singer, and I've done a couple of gigs. We call them duo gigs, but really it's a solo gig it for you. It is a solo gig, yeah. <laughs> and they're singing, so. I know. And, and, and then when you have to play a solo, like, like you're a company, and then sometimes when you play solo, you don't even have the solo chops anymore because you're in such a different mode, at least with yeah, me. Yeah, 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 no. I'm, There's no... But that's yeah. also, that, that's something, you know, when you're interested in chords, yeah. for instance, because you're playing so much then maybe you actually get the idea of, hey, every time I'm playing minor 7 flat 5, it's this voicing or this voicing, right? Yeah. They work, they are great. Yeah? Uh, uh, but if you play them like thousands of times, maybe, oh, oh. Yeah, those are nice ones. Whatever. Yeah. Because because you create actually the necessity to find new stuff because you right. bore yourself to death. So that's the short Alex story. Well, we were certainly lucky to have you at MI. Do you still teach there? Or? No. I quit but, in 2013. With yeah. a warm-hearted fuck you, I said fuck you. <laughs> well, one thing I always loved about you and is that... And I don't know if this is generalizing or to say that it's an Austrian thing or something, but... You were very forward. Like you, you know, a lot of yeah. employees and stuff, what a staff meeting or something, they don't necessarily, but you were very funny and you just say it's whatever came to your mind. And I always appreciated that. Some cultures like tiptoe around the issue. Yeah. And I always felt like you were one of the people who were like, just, why, why are we tiptoeing around whatever the issue is? Let's be efficient. People. Yeah, let's, exactly. <laughs> It's the same thing, um, like may maybe it is a little bit of a cultural thing. In Austria, for instance, if something sucks, you would be very, it's very likely that somebody calls it the way it is, this sucks. 
Whereas yeah. here in the United States, it's a little bit better when you when you play a gig, everyone goes, great job. I think the balance should be in the middle somewhere. Because if you constantly yeah. tell somebody else, you suck, uh, <laughs> might might be a little bit discouraging. But if you tell people too often, sounds great, they start believing it. Yeah, And maybe yeah. it's still shit. I mean, just the fact that you showed up doesn't make you sound great. So somewhere in the middle. So do you do a lot of teaching now? At, no, uh, not, not, not like, a lot. You know, a little clients. bit. I've got a couple of Skype students, some sometimes yeah. local. Right. Somebody but, wants a lesson, great. If if not, I'm, uh, it's fine. But mostly, you, uh, as far as remote work and stuff, you do a lot of tracking here for people. I do tracking for people, and sometimes I play live. I work on my own stuff. Yeah. I live a frugal life, so... I'm Oh, you know, you you're you look like you're living in a castle to me. Like this is a, <laughs> you're living the dream house, you know, nice big driveway. Well, you know, the big guitar room, but grand piano in the living room. My friend, come on, Man. another another drum set in the living room. Yeah. Well, you know, we we bought the house in the recession. Oh. We we couldn't afford anything now. Obviously, yeah. we bought it when it was the lowest of the low. That's good obviously. on you, man. Good yeah. on you. That was, of course. Um, that's great. Here's a chord. <laughs> Recession. Um, Is that a song that I should know? Recession? No, but we should write one, right? And I'm trying to remember, what, figure out what chord you like. It's an E minor. And actually, what is it? And right. E flat minor. E flat minor over E yeah. minor. Love it. So, what, now, else, what else can we talk about? Oh, there's so much. To, I'm not. You're stuck here all day in your own. I got you, Cap. Now you, yeah, kick, you can kick me out anytime. Oh, <laughs> then you were. Let's listen. Let's listen to finally. Now, do you do you mix these yourselves? Yeah, because you had a great great sound going oh, on. Thank you. kind of a more straight ahead rock solo almost kind of sometimes uh, I aim to please (laughs) (laughs) well it's the last song on the album finally I 
Give us a quick tour of your... Uh, Pedal board? Your, yeah, yeah. You Super it. simple. Uh, I'm going into a compressor. Mm-hmm. Right Keely. now right now it's the Keely, but it will be replaced by the Wampler. Keely is great. I just want that blend knob. And uh, yeah, then so. this will go, but it's for now. I've got the BB preamp, yeah. which is a great preamp. And then it basically goes into the HX Stomp. Yeah. And in the loop of the HX Stomp, I have the Eventide H9 and the JHS Angry Charlie. That's so a distortion? I, distortion. Yeah. So I can, uh, I can change the... Uh, why do I have it in a loop? Because I can program now a preset where the, uh, the distortion is... Where I've got instantly the solo sound. And the H9 is in a loop, so I can choose the placement. Is it before something or after something? Now, isn't the H9... I mean, doesn't the... Uh HX Stomp do like tons of stuff that the H9 also does? Well, or? first I had the H9, I had the <laughs> HX Stomp later, and there are a couple of sounds that I just love with the... the... Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of sounds that I just love oh, so much. Cool. And the Leslie sound. This is the uh, HX stop. Yeah. That's the H9 now. Oh, that's basically. the H9. You're yeah. just calling it in. And then there is also uh, like this. The dark matter. Oh, it's beautiful. So there are a couple of sounds. I had the H9 before, so... Yeah, you got addicted to those sounds. There are some that are really, really, really good. And Or for instance, this one. Uh, no, not this one. Oops. This one. Oh yeah, it's like, like a robotalk or something. Yeah, but the interesting thing is, I use that in any tempo, and it always works. You can even yeah. uh, with a band. That's, a, that's, that's an H nine setting. H nine. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, it's molten something. Now, what's this Morningstar? Six is that a controller pedal? That's just a MIDI foot switch. That's a MIDI, yeah, that's cool. I'm and then I've got a um, sweet foot pedals uh, power supply. Oh, really? Super sweet guy uh, because the one that I had there was something wrong and amazing. I call him, he picks up the phone. Can you even imagine yeah. that? <laughs> this is unheard of. And he goes, "Yeah, sure, send it." Yeah. yeah. So I sent it and he repaired it and now it works again. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those uh, power supplies that can feed the super hungry HX Stomp. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of super hungry. That's yeah, the neat. pedal board. And my newest acquisition, a mini volume pedal, like the Dunlop Yeah, Dunlop yeah, mini. I got one of those. Dunlop. Because when traveling, you know, a, a normal volume pedal is quite big. When you put it in your oh, suitcase, yeah, yeah. you go, God damn, it's big. Yeah? So this is smaller. It's beautiful. That, that's the pedal board, and I, I, I get yeah. more than enough out of it. Do I have more sounds? Hang on. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Hey, how about this one also? Sounds great. And I've got this one. That's the H9. I mean, that's, that's the, uh, the HX. The HX. Yeah. And I already did so much more HX programming, but but I can't recall those presets now. 
Some, you know, sometimes I get those, those, those moments where I go, I really should look into what I have. <laughs> right. Because there's so much more in there. So you, and there are great things in there. You got a Europe tour coming up starting yeah. next week, right? I'm going next week. At the end of next week, we'll play the first gig. Yeah, Austria, we're, we're, Germany. Uh-huh. And then we play the Cruise to the Edge. Yeah. The Prog Rock Cruise with Fat. We have nothing to do with Prog Rock, but I have one foot in Prog Rock. But yeah, because you to. did that Cruise to the Edge with Brand X. With UK first, with twice UK. with UK, and then one time with Brand X. I mean, I just got off the Flower Power Cruise, and before that, we were on the Legends of Rock Cruise. I've already got two, two boats behind me. Did you catch COVID there? Not yet, God willing. <laughs> Deep Purple caught it on the first boat. Well, they played one show, and I think they actually, to credit, to the cruise was pretty safe. But the word on the street is that they probably got it before they got on the boat, like the night before they played yeah. in Florida somewhere. Yeah. Florida. Now we love Florida. We just played. Who three doesn't? Sh- we played three shows there, and then yeah. got on the boat in the in the Saint Martin and sailed back to Miami. And I'm just really hoping that we can actually get on the boat because all the traveling before. Yeah. Well, they're going to probably make you do a couple tests. Yeah, of course, of course. I, but I just don't want to end up uh, like like having either me or one band member not being able to go on the boat because uh, emerg- I, I don't like those emergencies. Yeah, I mean, that's what it happens. Is. Like, uh, I was psyched to see a former MI student, Jeff Olick, mm-hmm. and because uh, he's now playing with the Outlaws, but w- apparently one of them tested positive. Mm. So they couldn't get him. That was the Legends of Rock Cruise. But it was still fun. But... um. Yeah. Cruise is a weird concept. Like, basically, nobody gives a shit where we are cruising to, <laughs> in a way. All they want is peace and quiet and a little bit of wobbling and the buffet. And, of course, the music. Music, buffet, and you forgot alcohol. That's the other thing they want. I know, but it's so fucking expensive on, 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 the, well, on the ship. Not to the guests. <laughs> That's part of the... They buy the packages. You I know. know they buy... I know. But, but, <laughs> I know. <laughs> So um, anyway, thank you so much for doing this today. Absolutely. Alex, keep alive to your million and five, my friend. <laughs> and um, can you I? You too. Thank <laughs> you.